diehards, we are here. State is in the background. I'm in the background. We're going to be talking about the Olympics, man. Nick's in the Olympics. We got Luca Vildoza. We got Frank Nilakina, RJ, and then somebody I got blocked there that might actually be a future Nick at one point. We'll, we'll talk about all that. But um, before we get into that, let's just um, bring State in here. What's up, State? Yo, what's up, bro? Chillin', chillin'. What's up, bro? Um, yeah, but before we get started, I got to apologize. You got some motherfuckers outside my building busting fireworks, you know what I'm saying? So you're going to be hearing all the Macy's fireworks going on in the background. So I can't really control that too much. This is live, so. It's all right. Um, where you want to start off, man? Team USA, you want to start off with Dame? Like, like, um, we do today, man, because, um, you know, we, you know, I can see your mouth is, is um, just <laughs> foaming, foaming at the mouth about the Dame stuff. So about Damian Lillard, so about Damian Lillard, right? You know, it's tough. Great player, by the way, future Hall of Fame. That's we, we will not deny that, right? Um, just came off a season, I believe he was actually like 30 points. Spectacular performance in playoffs. And I would I would never take anything away from Dame. Like he's a great player. But at the end of the day, he makes above 40 million. And if you want a guy like Dane, you're going to have to make a choice. And you're going to have to be realistic about this choice, right? You're going to have to part with either R.J. Barrett and some pieces, or you're going to have to part with Julius Randle and some pieces. And if you don't want to part with either with, let's say you don't want to trade Randle or R.J. Barrett, right? So what are you giving up? So you're probably giving up six first round picks, some something ridiculous. You're giving up Obi, you're giving up IQ, you're giving up Mitch probably. So you're giving up all your death, right? And you're you're sacrificing all of your death and most of your draft picks for a 31 year old point guard with Julius Randle and RJ Barrett. In no world. And I don't know if you watch um, Loki. I don't know if you, you're a Marvel fan. I hope you are. Um, and no world or alternate reality is Damian Lillard, R.J. Barrett, and, and, and Julius Randle a championship roster. No way in hell. And so now you look at the cap. Randle makes $22 million. Damian Lillard makes $40-plus right? You want to keep... You, you, Let's say you keep an RJ Barrett. So RJ Barrett, he making RJ Barrett is gonna make about nine million dollars, right? Forty million. Let's say you let's say you max Randall this summer too. So 40 million, 31 million, 71 million. You got RJ Barrett money. That's about 80 million. So that's 80 million between three players, dog. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> that's it. Oh, God. <laughs> My bad. I, I had to mute it because they, they're doing fireworks in front of the building. But anyway, to mm -hmm. put it in, like, proper context, man, like, um, we got, we're going to have $60 million. But, you know, fit between 50 and 60 depending on who you listen to, right? So, you, you know, you painted that mm -hmm. picture and all this other stuff. But um, um who are we actually trading for Dame? That's that's the big question because we don't have to trade anybody for Dame. 
we could just give them draft picks um, um, in um, cap space. But that don't even sound right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm Portland, I'm going to give away the, one of the best players that in my franchise history, and I'm going to trade him for cap space and draft picks. It don't even make any sense to to begin with. Nope. But um, it seems to be like like everyone's um on the tip of everybody's tongue to make this deal. Uh, um, you know, in order to give them anybody, Julius Randle, we got to start off with Julius Randle. So that's 19 million off the off the top there. Um, you you would have to give. Like, I mean, it it isn't. You know, no, no no matter how you look at it, it doesn't make any sense because our draft picks are 19 and 21. We don't have a high draft pick. You know, you know, uh, you know. It just it, to me, it really don't it really don't make sense actually. You know, from from a Portland perspective. You know, getting mm-hmm. Dame here, it, may, it makes it like I guess you have to get a third team in there to try to get mm-hmm. like a young player or or maybe a higher pick to go to to Portland. You know, and may, to satisfy that a little bit. You know, but otherwise, I, I really don't see it. Maybe, maybe like Minnesota. Maybe if you want to, you know, one of their guys from Minnesota goes to goes to Portland, um, some kind of way. But you know, other other than that, I can't I can't really see it. So, um, you know, from the Knicks perspective, like like uh, if we had Julius Randle and Dame Lillard, would that be enough? I mean, it wouldn't be enough, but you know, at the present time, I think Dame, the first year, he's making like forty something. You know, eventually it goes up to fifty something. His contract, you know, what I'm saying, but like that first year, forty something million. If we if we take on that that money, uh, if and we keep Julius Randle somehow, uh, you know, we'll, we'll still have um, you know twenty million dollars to add to that. You know, what I'm saying so. Um, you know, I don't know who that player is going to be. Uh, you know, a few people put out today. Even Sim, Sim put out something with um with Dame Lillard and um and Kawhi Leonard. Uh, a lot of people talking about that right now, but you know, I, I really don't see how how it could happen. Because um, you know, yeah, good. Well, you know, I, no, I was gonna no, mention. No, 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 continue I'll, your point. I was gonna mention the the whole Carmelo thing. You know, the the Carmelo mm-hmm. trade was a whole different animal because we actually gave away real players. Um, the Knicks don't have any real players, I and mean, we can't put you know put it out there that we could um sign and trade Reggie Bullock and um you know Frank Nilakina. This is that's I don't I don't see how that could happen. I don't see how that makes sense. You know, you know, does any any of that make sense? Real to you? quick, I want you to stay on that type of that um topic, dog, because I want to I want to break down the whole context of of what you just said, right? So when you said the Knicks and that Carmelo Anthony trade, we traded real players, right? Right. We traded guys who wasn't on one year deals, right? Gallo, remember we traded Gallo, Mozgov, we traded p- young pieces for Car- Carmelo Anthony. Right. And this is a nut. This is where I bring it back to this season where 60 percent of our rotation was one year vet Mercs. You cannot trade for an all star with those type of guys. So I'm so glad that you brought up um, the mellow trade. And then from your perspective, um, where did the Knicks mess up in the mellow trade? Just for people to like for, in, 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 in your own context, like did they mess up for did they mess up by training for Carmelo Anthony in the middle of the season instead of waiting until the offseason? Did they mess up by just trading for Carmelo Anthony in general? Where, where would you go with that? Well, they, they should have just waited, man. I'm trying to pull it up now for, for the season. What, what um what year was that? 2013? 2012, 2013? 2012, yes. 2012, okay. So um, let's get that up here. Uh you know, we were already winning. You know, we we already had um I think I think it might have been further back, man. I mean, let me just see really quick, because I mean, we, we had uh, uh, um, Raymond Felton. We was talking about him. He he was averaging like seventeen and nine that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we had we had uh, um, Gallo uh, was averaging double figures. Um, Wilson mm-hmm. Chandler was averaging double figures. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the is this the year here? 
No, that's that's the fifty-four. I, I believe it was the it was even before that, man. Let me see, two seasons before that. It might have been the two thousand um ten, eleven season. Yeah, it was the 2010-11 season. All right. Yeah, so you, and, you can see it. And we traded for him. Oh, oh, that's the lockout season. That's was the lockout the, season. Uh, I don't, I don't believe it's not. That, that was that was a full season though. That that we um we played 82 games that year. But um, you know, the, the point I'm trying to make though is just that uh, if you, if you look at the the um the people that we have, we have Raymond Felton, we have Wilson Chandler. Wilson Chandler averaged averaged 16 um five, uh you know one assist whatever. He was giving us 1.4 blocks. Gallinari was um was shooting threes. He was getting shooting thirty four percent from three. I guess, uh you know he was um giving us sixteen points a game, Ooh. damn near five rebounds a game. Uh, Dude, we had the, guys like Tony Douglas. Percentages though. Oh my God, I didn't know Gallo was like that. <laughs> yeah, man, they, these are good players. And then um you you want to add on some of these other guys like Timothy Mozgov. They ended up being a decent player. Um you know going forward, a couple other guys too. You know the draft picks. You know, uh, we had Landry Fields on the team. We had a we had a good roster, so we should have just waited. If we would have waited, we would have had all those guys that that I mentioned, plus Carmelo Anthony on the team. You know, what I'm saying so. So that would have definitely been a team um, worthy to fight to to face against Miami and whoever else we we were going to play against that year. You know, what I'm saying so. You know, it's a whole different ballgame because right now, if you look at our, our current roster, we don't have anybody like that. We don't have anybody, even the guys that are, that are one year mercs. These guys weren't even averaging um d- double figures in in, in scoring. You know, uh, maybe a little bit like Alec Burke averaged a little bit over, um, you know, ten a, a game or whatever. But you know, these these are not like guys that were averaging sixteen and fifteen a game. You know, contributing to to winning and stuff like that. So, you know, it's just, it's a very odd odd conversation to have because people keep bringing it bringing it up, but they have mm-hmm. no um. There's no parallel to it. There's no parallel None, to either bro. season. None, bro. And and y'all, I'm so glad that you brought up those stats and for people to actually like see what you're talking about. So that, that was beautiful of you to do that, man, because, you know, people, they keep bringing up, they, they'll compare the Dame trade to the Mellow trade, and it, it's kind of the same thing, but it's kind of not the same thing, because we had Amari on the roster already. It, for, you get what I'm saying? So we already had an all-star in the building. Right. When you trade for Mellow, you get another all-star in the building. But you give up a lot of your death, uh, you give up a lot of draft capital, and then you proceed to start doing stupid moves. <clears throat> Prime example, you amnesty Chauncey Billups. We should have amnesty Amari Stoudemire and let Billups <laughs> and let Billups on contract uh expire. But I think the reason why James Dolan didn't amnesty. Um, Amari Stoudemire because of the media backlash. I I, I I promise you, bro. I think that's what it was. And Dolan, he was already on the hot seat for a couple of years. So he was like, yo, you know what? <laughs> I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to stay out of this. But that's it was just a shit. It was just a shit show that during that time, man. Yeah. It was just, it was, it was just the, the we, we always seem to step on our own feet, even going forward when Donnie Washington came through. We had we had opportunity to to um to work stuff out, but we just didn't do it, you know. Well, actually, Donnie Walsh was was the uh, GM, I, I believe, during this time. But you know, you know, all, all the different guys, we always step on our own foot every single time we we have something great going on. We always do something to to mess up the whole scheme. So, so I mean, you know, but you know, to fast forward to the, to this current team, man, we um, there's nothing really to mess up. 
you know, we, we have a lot of dreams, a lot of hopes and dreams for this roster. But mm-hmm. but um, but you know, things that, that we do is not nothing that we really, really really could mess up. Because um, you know, right, like I said, like we we're both saying right now, we, we have nothing but one year mercs. We only got like maybe a handful of people on the roster. Julius Randle's a highest paid player. Um, underneath him is R.J. Barrett, I believe. You know, so you know we're not we're not really gonna gonna risk anything. You know, outside of these draft picks, and the draft picks are nineteen and twenty one. You know, so it's not like a like a like a heavy risk that we're gonna um, be putting against against the team. Like 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 something that we do now is not gonna destroy us for the next few years. That mellow trade kind of strangled over us for a while. We couldn't really get better. You know, and then you know. Like uh, you know, it's just mellow by himself. Um, he's he's there. He's gonna take that blame. He took a lot of blame. Uh, a lot of fans were against it. You know, people fighting against it, this and the other. But if we didn't make that trade, you know, it wouldn't have sent us down that that road because, you know, when you do that, especially um, at the, during that time, the the the, um, the payroll wasn't as high as it is now. You know, so yeah. you you couldn't you couldn't have um, you know, three guys with eighty million dollar contracts. You know, it, it, the the salary wasn't wasn't really that high because um, you know, um, you know, LeBron and them they had to take pay cuts. You know to get on the roster during that time so it's a, it's a different different era right now you know but at, at this current time that the knicks can't really do anything to mess themselves up really you know even even if we did do a dame trade but if we did a dame trade it would be game time we would have to like we would really have to start scraping and figure out who the hell wants to come here to play with them you and then i'm, I'm gonna give you the combo i had with another nick fan earlier og dude for my job right so i said to him and i I asked him this question just so when I when I do this podcast with you, you you could we could get a feeling of how other Nick fans and older Nick fans feel about the Knicks at the moment. So I asked him, I'm like, how do you feel about the fourth seed? You know what he said to me? They better get a top four seed next season. And, and, <laughs> he didn't even finish the sentence. He, he, he didn't even let me finish the sentence. He said, they better get a fourth seed, top four seed next season. And I said, yo. How would you feel if the Knicks regress next season? He said, he looked at me, he said, ain't no way in hell they going to regress. So the expectation <laughs> that the Knicks placed on themselves from making the fourth seed, now it's kind of looking like, if y'all, if y'all don't make a move, we, we going to look at Leon Rose. And I don't want Leon Rose to feel that pressure. Am I, am I bugging? Am I saying that? You're not bugging, but but Nick fans are crazy, man. We got the most fans out of all all fan bases, man. So like like you like you say that with um you know that people are gonna be mad that we if you don't get the fourth seat, but then like pe- there's other people too that 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 um that like wish that we would lose. You know, they they're like, why are we trying to win? We should be losing. You know, why are we trying to get the fourth seat? We should be trying to lose every single game to get this. everybody got that's that's what that's the problem with being in New York. Everybody's smart, you know, nobody's stupid, everybody knows everything, you know what I'm saying? So you have so many different ideas. No, nobody's wrong. Nobody's wrong. But you know, at the, at the same time, if, if you pick a, a mode to operate in, the if you pick a path, just like the Loki series, man, you pick a path. That's the um, you know, the 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 sacred timeline. You know, you got the sacred timeline going on. You can't deviate from the sacred timeline. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you already see what happens in Loki, man. As soon as you start doing something all for the thing, it, it causes a, a ripple, and then you got to do a whole bunch of other things, other immoral things. Just to get yourself back on on track, man. So we definitely can't do that, man. That's like the, another, the perfect analogy. Okay. Another thing too that people, you know, when it comes to like trades like this, Damian Lillard trade. So I'm glad that they included the step in rule, where you can't trade back. Um, you can't trade first round picks back to back years, right? Yeah. So, give you an example. When Carmelo Anthony was in a Nick uniform, 
We could have drafted Jamal Murray. I'm still sad behind that. Um, we traded two first-round picks for Andreas Bogdanovic. And the Raptors used one of those first-round picks to, in order to get Kawhi Leonard and Nate Building. In the 80s, the Chicago Bulls used a Knicks first-round pick in order to draft Scottie Pippen. damn, Steve. So, <laughs> you know, like, when, when it comes to, when, like, when you want to do a trade like that, Daha, mm-hmm. it can't be for Damian Lillard. It got to be for a guy like Tatum. Guy like Donovan, like like it gotta be a guy who's youngish, but who's ascending up. Yeah, they might have four good prom years in him. He might, but when you were Nick fan, plus the older Nick fans, a lot of us remember Antonio McDice. A lot, a lot of us remember some of these older guys that we got in the building. I'm scared. <laughs> Yeah, it's a big risk. Like you take on, you take on um Damon Lillard. All right, let's say for shits and giggles, Portland says, you know what? Just give me cap space and fucking draft picks. Okay, cool. That's the only way that it works for us. Because then we keep Julius Randle, we keep RJ, we keep all of, all of the guys that that mean anything to us, and then we add Dame to it, and then we still have a little bit of money left over, and then we can sign somebody. That's the perfect scenario for us. But that you know, I just can't see that happening. I can't see that. I can't see Portland, a team that that, that that's their best player they ever had. Better than, than Clyde Drexler, you know what I'm saying? Better than all the other guys that they ever had in their Buck Williams that they ever had in their in their, their career. Um, Bill Walton, he's yo, Dame Lillard is the top dog. So you mean to tell me you're gonna trade that that they basically we're basically telling um the Portland um, Trailblazers to do the Ewing trade for us, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> because the, with Ewing, we had Ewing, you know, saying same position, top of his game, declining and whatever. And we traded him for 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 basically a drug, not a drug addict, an alcoholic. You, you know, we traded him for all these other different. Like it's, it's, we we're we're expecting um Portland to do what they did you know what we did to Ewing, you know I I really can't see that happening. It like it would have to be a third team. It would, it would just have to be a third team, you know, because uh, you know R.J. Barrett and and you know you know Kevin Knox and you know whoever they, whatever else they say. Like you mean to tell me those guys are gonna get um are gonna get <laughs> Dame Lillard? Like how man? Bro, you know? it, it, it yo it sounds ridiculous to me as you're saying it, bro. Like literally, yeah. like, it sounds ridiculous. And thank you, my guy, nineteen con man, NYC eighty four. The Knicks can't have Randall, Claw, RJ, and Dame at the same time. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody has common sense. And I keep telling people, you don't trade. First of all, you don't trade for Dame without getting an understanding that Kawhi is walking through that door. But then it gets even deeper than that. If Kawhi and Damian Lillard is here, what role is Julius Randle going to take? So, it's, it, it's, would he accept being pushed down the tolling pole after he was anointed king of New York by guys like Fat Joe? <laughs> like, would he take it as disrespect? And I think he would. How do you feel about that? I don't know about that because if I'm Damian Lillard is here and, and and if we still got um Julius Randle, then it's just them. Because who else are we gonna get? <laughs> you know, it's just them two. You know what I'm saying? Like like who are we gonna get that that's worth twenty million dollars is gonna add to be a third wheel to this? Because because um it will be Dame, it will be Julius Randle. Uh, I, like like I said, it doesn't make sense. I guess RJ would still be here, and then we could pay to get another twenty million dollar uh, Merc. 
I don't know, Kelly Oubre or something like that. Let's say, let's say if he was to do that, you know, you know, it's all possible, but, but I mean, it, it has to be, it, it would just have to be like a gift from, from God that, that, um, Adam Silver just hands us the, um, Damian Little say, here, take him, you know, and then don't, you know, and we don't give away any assets, you know, it's just crazy. Cause at that point you trade, you could trade those, you know, 20 draft picks that we have because that's all we got, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that window, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to shout out, um, Queens court here. This is um Steph from um, from but Nick's. She says um getting Dane shortens the window. It does shorten that window. It, it it completely um closes every door and everything that you have in your house. Every window in the house is closed. The back door is closed. They done nailed it. There's no way out. We get we get Dame Lillard. There's no way out. You know what I'm saying? Because you got Rand, like I said, Randall, uh, R.J. If, if we're lucky, and then we sign like a dude like like um like I said, Kelly Uber just for shits and giggles. Oh but but I'm saying, listen, that that um we, we still got Mitchell Robinson. I don't know how. You know, uh, Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, um, Dame Lillard, and then Kelly Oubre. That's actually a decent starting five. But the doors are closed. There's no other way for us to do anything else besides that. Everything else will be veteran minimum guys. Um, ho hopefully, we, we, we make it good with a, with a draft pick if we, if we have one left. You know what I'm saying? So that's basically it. The doors completely closed on, on that situation. You know, yeah. but, and then we'll have to hope that, that we got something um, left like a year, two years down the line when this th this whole thing burns to the ground because it will. You know, Dame Lillard is like 31, you said, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you're talking about maybe a two-year run with, with this group? Then after that, the whole world is going to crash um, around us. And the motherfucker, yeah, look, Dame will be 35 making making 54 million. It's crazy. You know, so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be... I don't know, man. Shout out to the NBA. Shout out to the player union, first of all. Um, <laughs> because whoever negotiated that, them brothers got their bread. But the what the main thing that they did though, honestly, was triple how can I put they crippled player movement a lot. So yeah. when you let's say I'm gonna give you an example, the James Harden trade. What the Nets gave up to get Harden was blasphemous. Like it, it, they gave up so many picks. They gave up so much draft capital. Oh, and also shout out to um Miss Steph, um Queens Court host. I appreciate you, um Miss Steph. Uh, if you're still watching the show, um, but damn, I lost my train of thought. I had to shout out Miss Steph though. <laughs> but well, um, I mean. We, we're basically talking about the the roster construction, how how things how things are going with with the cap and stuff like that. You know, you, you were talking about the cap. Yeah, it's like it's no way we could get Dame. It's no way we could get Dame, Kawhi, RJ, and Randall on the same roster, knowing that you have to pay Randall. And here's another thing that Nick fans don't even mention, and I don't think the media mentioned this as well. That it's going to be a topic soon. So you know, if we don't pay Randall this offseason, we could pay him in twenty the twenty twenty two offseason, and we'll have his bird rights. But you know who another player is on our roster who's up for a, a, a contract extension that offseason too? R.J. Barrett. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I just thought about that. That's going to be a conundrum. Oh man, I, I I don't know what the so, next is going. So the, the, Go the thing the thing with it, this whole thing is is that we have to make a decision. Either way, either if we make a decision now, if we go with Dame, we have to go all in. Close, like I said, close every door in the house. This is what we're doing. 
But if we don't get Dane, when we get somebody else, we still on a, on a, have a window because we got to pay RJ. There's Mitchell Robinson is another guy, you know, RJ. All these guys are on different um different um time um thing. We have, we actually was on the Frank window, but Frank closed that window on himself. But you know, just yeah, to keep keep did. the conversation going, you know, um, you know, like like RJ is gonna be um a restricted free agent because of the thing we you know we gotta extend him the quality, all that the whole nonsense we gotta do. So he's on he's actually on a um time thing too. Because we, we have to we have to um we have to, to continuously win in order for RJ to be like, listen, I want to stay. That's you know what I'm saying? All all all, all these things are, are are coming up now, man. So it's it's a lot of pressure on us to, to succeed. But the thing is, like 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 we've been saying with this um Loki stuff, we we have to pick, we have to make a decision, and we have to bang and just hit it. We just gotta hit it. Yeah. Go go for it and just it just keep it moving. Don't worry about what nobody has to say and and just go for it. You know That's uh, what? Well, yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was gonna say that's why um RJ Barrett Olympic uh FIBA tournament. That's why it's just so important this summer, bro. And yeah. I'm ordering ESPN Plus tonight so I can watch all of these games. Cause I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna be watching closely on what is what does his handle look like? That's the first thing I'm looking for. What is, what is his handle like? Is he getting shiftier? Is he learning some moves? I also want to see RJ Barrett in a setting where it's it's, it's predicated to more ball movement, and um, I want to see what kind of decisions he make when he's one of the main playmakers. And another thing, since we're on the, the Olympic topic, and I know to hell with it, let's transi- transition over to the full-blown Olympic topic from the Dane topic. Another thing that I'm looking at is um, R.J. Barrett's uh, teammates. So, you know, you got Dwight Powell, uh, you got Anthony Bennett. Uh, I'm not going to say he's a draft bust because he ain't going to be Kwame Brown and me. <laughs> in like 10 years, he ain't called Kwame Brown diehard state of mind. So we're going to show that brother some respect. <laughs> but um, Alexander, Walker Nikhil, um, Lou Dort, Andrew Wiggins. So I, I, I'm just interested in to see RJ Barrett's uh, progress in uh, the Olympic Games. What about you? I'm interested too, but I'm looking at the roster. I'm trying to figure out who's going to be their starters. Like, like we we automatically say that that um I guess that uh, our our guy RJ Barrett has to be a starter, right? So from what I know right now, and shout out to my guy Kevin, um he's a Raptors fan, uh, Nick fan. He's on Twitter. Everybody know know who Kevin is. If you're a Nick fan and you're on Twitter, you know you know who I'm talking about. Kevin is he's mad cool, but he said basically um Andrew Wiggins and yo oh Cornerstone Kev ah Kev what's up man what's up OG I appreciate yeah. you Kev Cornerstone oh. is here so we cannot mention Frank Nilakina for like for the rest of the show now because <laughs> Kev is here <laughs> come on yo yo dog we ain't gonna do this right there man you know I love Frank, man. come on don't do that man I got you but, I got you he, he basically was saying RJ Barrett and Wiggins I think it's RJ Barrett Wiggins Dwight Powell Lou Dort and probably somebody else will be starting Mm-hmm. That's interesting to me because now that forces R.J. Barrett to be on ball. But it also gives us extensive look at R.J. Barrett and Andrew Wiggins together in the same starting line, something I've been pounding in the table for for the Knicks to do for month, um, for weeks, for months. And you know the famous reply I get, Eero? We got to save the cap space, you know, the precious cap space and the cap space. You know, we got to keep the cap space. We got to sign a superstar. We got to get a savior. Ero, please speak on that. <laughs> please speak on that. 
because there's nobody. There's nobody. We mean me, you talk about it like like can't we? Mean you go in depth so crazy, and you like you, you went all the way to the '80s with that freaking traffic that, that you said with um with with um the the Bulls, whatever. So anyway, you know, is like it, I, just, I just don't I just don't get guys, man. Because I mean, like like okay okay, of course we need um stars, of course we need this that, and the other, but we still need other players too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like this, this, this is what I was gonna say before we transition over with the whole GM stuff. You know, they they increased the cap and all this other stuff to to make it easier for the GMs to get more talent. That was the whole point. But instead That's of doing that, they say, you know what? Let me give fifty four million dollars to, to um to Dame Lillard. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, we, we got the cap space now. Oh, let me, let me give forty five million dollars to John Wall and totally annihilate the caps the cap space. You know, but you know, no. in, in the a smart GM is gonna figure out. How am I going to get the most talent on this roster without freaking blowing the doors open on the on this cap thing? So I mean, like a guy like Dort, a guy like Dort is somebody that we that we got to take a look at, you know, because um he's gonna I don't his his contract I believe he signed something, but he does he is he doesn't have a huge contract, so it's something nope. that that yeah something that we can um keep an eye on. Uh, with, with some other guys, um Walker Walker Alexander is another guy. Uh, you know, Corey Joseph, some of these different guys that you know that they, they could pop Trey Lyles is a guy that might be um you know open because he's not really getting a lot of minutes in San Antonio. You know, mm -hmm. all, all these different guys is are, are players that we that we could possibly drop in here just to increase the talent level of the team to make the team a little bit better. But you know, like look, yeah, yeah, go I'm ahead. Sorry. No, I was gonna say I was gonna um keep it on Lou Dort. Yeah, he he signed through the 2023 season. And he's going to be 24, and he's an unrestricted free agent in the 2023 offseason. I would definitely look at Lou Dort. Um, I'm a huge fan. I like NBA players like that. You know, the Frank Nilakina types. Well, he ain't Frank Nilakina. He's better than Frank Nilakina. I'm going to be honest about that. He's better than Frank. But, you know, those types who gives a damn about defense. And I just like his grit. I just, I like his game personally. Just That's just me. I, I like his game. But he's a guy I would definitely look at. Um, he's strong too, man. Definitely, he's he's like he's like a bull, and he can score. That's the thing. He's not gonna score every night, but some nights he can get get you 20, 30. You know what I'm saying? We are like like mm -hmm. that's the whole gripe about Frank Nilakina. It's not about scoring. It's not about this. But every once in a while, you gotta be able to give me something, bro. You know, yes. it, it has to like because other teams they always lock down on certain players. If if certain guys are having an off night, you gotta be able at least to have a pulse on offense. You know? Yeah, and that was that's the biggest gripe about Frank Nilakina. It's like. His confidence is there one night, and then his confidence is gone for a week. I think yeah. that's what I hate the most about Frank. And and then the one time, the one time, I started seeing that confidence getting shift. I saw. I said, "Oh, Frank, he started turning up." The man drops twenty and ten against the Wizards, and then the NBA stoppage happens. That's when I knew it was too good to be true. I knew it was too good to be true when he dropped the twenty ten, and they said, "Yo, the NBA stop." Yeah, man, but if you could do it, you could do it anytime. You know, just because the NBA stopped doesn't mean that that your life stops. You know what I'm saying? That's true. But but we'll we'll talk about Frank Moore in a second. But you know, just still the, the keep it on Canada. Um, mm -hmm. like like you were saying that um they're gonna have to put um uh, RJ on ball a lot more. Yes. But I'm I'm, look, I'm looking here trying to see who their point guard would be. I guess it would be um Corey Joseph, right? Corey Joseph would be the next the, that point guard for them. So I, I mean. I'm I'm looking at them how, like who's like they, they like you you mentioned their starting lineup. Uh, uh, Dwight Powell will be the center. Are they gonna put Andrew Wiggins and um RJ together at, at the forward spots with um with Dort and um Corey Joseph at the at the guards? Is that what they're gonna do? I think you will have to do that. 
I think you would have to, unless you want to put the right power at center. Because you got to think it's Olympic competition, and yeah. there's a lot of big teams out there, especially Spain. So you don't want to go, you know, you don't want to go super small against Spain. But then I read an article where, and right now I'm just looking at the total roster. I don't see a true center on the roster, and I don't see a seven-footer on the roster. So here's another uh, development I want to see from R.J. Barrett. Can he? Can he – mix it up even more so can he get in the can he get in the paint even more can he get more rebounds can he play make a little more because i don't see a, a bona fide point guard I, I agree with you i think um corey joseph will be the starting point guard because it, it's god put the vet at the starting point guard right you're not going yeah. you're not going unless they think dort unless they think dort is the point guard <sighs> no I, you you would have to put Corey Joseph yeah. <laughs> at that point guard spot. I, I I think you would have to. And so I so think, then as another thing too, RJ Barry is yeah. he going to be guarded power forwards too? At this point, that's, that's <laughs> another development. That's another development. But that's but that goes into our favor though. You know what I'm saying? Like all of this is playing into our favor when it comes to RJ Barry and little areas that we want him to be better at. Um, SGA is hurt, Julian. He is hurt. He's not playing in this year's uh on this year's Canadian team. Listen, if if they would have had SGA and Jamal Murray, I would have gave him the goal. I would have gave him the goal. I would I would have gave him the goal because they got yeah, they would they would be stacked, bro. Oof. Not only that too, they, they got the other guy too. Um, what's um uh, the, the the white dude that was on um Miami, Kelly Olynyk, Olynyk, yeah, add Olynyk to the mix too, man. Oh man, that, that that's a good squad there. They got yeah. enough offensive power and enough defensive grit in there to compete against against um you know also team in the NBA, you know. Yep, yep. I yeah, I like the way they built this team, but I I like this environment for RJ Barrett. It, I hope they could use him in various situations. So I, I'm just looking at you know the team and the roster positions. I, I want them to use him at the full. I'm gonna see that as well. I want to see if he got a little stronger. I want to see him. Honestly, I really wanted to play some point guard too. I want to. I want. I wanted to play some point guard too. Now, when I say I wanted to play some point guard, I, I already said it. I want um him with more on board reps. Just for people who didn't know, R.J. Barrett had a lower usage rate than Alfred Payton last season. Oh my God, that's a crime. So since he had a lower usage rate than Alfred Payton, I'm pretty sure it should be higher. Uh, next season and i need julius randall uses rate to be lower I, I i'm done with him on ball i've seen it two years straight i need him to move off ball his development he should know how to play off ball now he should know matter of fact he should know himself hey look man maybe i do need to play off ball because of, of what happened I, I, so I, I i don't know but i really would like that for rj's development yeah, I'm quite sure that Randall once is begging for somebody to take him off ball too. The motherfucker is tired by the end of the game. <laughs> you know, he needs more than than like a Gatorade break. That motherfucker, he needs to go to sleep and take a nap and come back in the second half. I already be working, man. So I, he's he's definitely probably like screaming for talent. He needs help out there. So yeah. you know, I just don't know where when how it's gonna get here, but you know, I'm gonna have to make a trade, brother. I'm gonna have to make a trade. We, we could talk about that. You can talk about um the, uh two trades. It, it's actually two trades I want to talk about, but I want to wait till we done with the whole Olympic thing. 
Because yeah. I seen another trade that I really like on Twitter. But um, could tell you, I know what other um, national team we, we got to talk about. Well, we got Frank Nilakina, you know, with the France national team. I guess we can drop that in there. Uh, we could talk a little bit about Frank. Uh, you yeah. know, um, they have a good team in, in France. You got to give them the, their props with that. Hmm. Okay. So now we got Frank Nilakina. Hopefully, the Knicks re-sign Frank Nilakina. I'm praying every day. I think about it at least once a day. Damn, yo, I hope the Knicks re-sign Frank. <laughs> like, I, but what's honestly, the price, though? Let's throw it out there. What's the price for Frank? For me, three-year, eighteen million. That that that's off the top of my head because the idea the idea behind it is he's gonna play next season. You don't bring him back next season. If you don't want to, if he's not going to play. And even if, if Frank would be a dummy, I would call him a dummy to his face. If he came back next season and he wasn't playing. Well, if you're paying him $18 million, $6 million a year, then he's not a dummy. He's probably the smartest guy in like a, a freaking 30 mile radius, man. Signing, um, signing that contract and not playing. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, he can't, he can't see. Luke Kennard got one of the best jobs in the world. I could be DMP. I'm making 60, 70 million. <laughs> and, and I'm good to go. Um, Frank, Julian, you're definitely right. Frank is not on the books anymore. The Knicks is going to have to release his cap hold. I think his cap hold is like 19 million. So that's crazy. I, crazy. So I know that's already negotiated that they're going to have to decline that cap hold. The, the, the backlash, though, from not re-signing Frank, you get you, they're gonna get back, backlash from the fan base off rip, and then you're gonna get backlash from guys like me. A guy like me, I had to watch Alfred Payton still minutes, Trey Burke, all them guys. I watched all of them still minutes, and you just continue to let them walk, and you don't play the kid. You don't at least try. So. That's, well, I did a whole podcast on it, man. I'm not paying no no more than the veteran minimum, and I'm not going no higher than than what we pay Alfred Payton. Veteran minimum is two million dollars, and five million is what we pay Alfred Payton. Anything in between there, I'm I'm down to give him that. But I'm not I'm not giving him no more than one year, you know, because because he hasn't proved that that he earned a three year contract in the NBA. If another team wants to pay him six million, then God bless him. That's that's how I feel about Frank Milkina. But yo, check check out this roster just to to, to add more, um, you know. Um, you know, context to the Frank situation. Um, mm-hmm. Who's their starters? Who do you think is their starters? So, I, so off rip, we all know Frank going to start at the one. You know, uh, Evan Fournier is, is starting at the two. Batum going to start at the three. Oh, wait. You see Nando DiColo, right? Yeah, that's why I was. Nando is, will probably start at, at the at a point. All right, no, I disagree. Because if he would have, he would have started the last time they played Fever. He would have definitely started at that point. So I definitely who, think who started ahead. last? Who started last year? Frank. The last Frank started. Yeah, yeah. The Fever tour. Yeah, the Fever tournament where he kicked the we knocked out on USA. Yeah, Frank started. Frank was the sole reason. Frank and Goldberg was the sole reason why USA didn't get gold medal that year. Well, I don't. I don't think it's because Frank started. I don't think Frank started um, that that playoff series. I'm trying to. I'm nah, trying to figure did. it out now. Now nah, he did. He did. I watched them games. Evil. You going? I'm a Franker. You are not gonna tell me he ain't start. I, I watched those games, brother. 
I watched him take out USA. I watched him too, but I'm, I, we we're talking about starting lineup. If, if he was in the starting lineup or not? Nah, he he started. He started. Uh, no, it was an injury. Excuse me, my fault. Fact check myself. It it came to my brain. Their starting this, point guard got hurt, and right. that's when Frank Milikina started. From it, and he got hurt before they played Team USA. So you you definitely right. It just came back to my brain. Well, I mean, if I click this, we're gonna be going down that rabbit hole, man. But I, I don't think I don't think that's really like necessarily nah, important yeah. for the conversation. Well, um, they got a, they got a good team. They got a good team. Well, uh, this is this is their projected starters according to um this is Wikipedia. So they mm-hmm. they're talking about Rudy Gobert is gonna be the center. Uh, mm-hmm. this this uh, Garcon, whatever his name is, uh, is gonna be the power forward. Nicholas Batum, uh, Evan um Fournier, and they're saying Nando Dicolo. Uh, all all this stuff is not set in stone too but plus there's other nba players too you got um uh tl tlc the uh timothy uh la wawu karat whatever his name is he actually played pretty good last year too he was cool yeah he was he, he was decent yeah their roster is cool um I, for me personally i'm hoping frank starts because i want to see he's an, he's another guy like i, I want to see what what he's been doing i want to see which you've been working on now this past season i see him do some things but this the issue still remains you're playing soft in the garden bro you play soft you don't play consistent enough um you don't bring it enough on offense every night but the the main problem that some people have on frank yes he'll bring it on defense but on offense he looked timid six five yeah well, look at their roster. I don't know this Garshon guy. I don't. I don't know if he's a scorer or what he is. We got Nicholas Batum is not a scorer. Then you nope. got Fournier, who he has like all kind of like physical issues going on with him. Mm-hmm. Um, then who's the, who's going to be their scorer? If you put Frank in the starting lineup with Dakota coming off the bench, who start who's scoring for them? He go, he gonna have to score. He gonna have to grow up, just like he did. Just like he did against Team USA. He gonna have to grow up. You you you. Sometimes I'm gonna say. This is what Thibodeau said, and this is one of my favorite lines from Thibodeau um, this past season. You don't have to shoot well to play well. Right. <laughs> so, Frank, one, if you stay aggressive, it's going to come. It's going to click. It's going to click. You just got to stay aggressive. Yeah, naturally, the ball, like, when, when you, once you pass the ball, naturally, if, uh, if the offense does, doesn't work, it's going to come back to you. You know what I'm saying? So when it comes back to you, you have to be able to do something with the ball because because there's a shot clock involved. You have to you have to um you have to be uh you can't be a liability out there. Okay, listen, you, you're not a shoot first person. Okay, you run the offense, pass the ball, they swing it around. If it comes back to you, now now the shot clock is down in the six second, you know um realm. That's that's when the point guard is supposed to be like, okay, I got to do something, you know, and, and it can't always be like, let me just let me just make a move and then and pass it again. You know, you you have to you have to make a a like a, a, a conscious conscious decision to create some kind of offense at, at that point. So you know, here's, here's the thing with Frank. We have Frank for like four years, whatever. Um, the 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 the, ta- the table is set. Looking at this roster for Frank Nilakina to to earn that six million dollars that you, that you want to give him per year. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I'm I'm hoping that he could do it. But it's one thing he, he's with his he's with his boys in France, man. They keep showing yes. video of him like joking around with it with his countrymen. But that's his countrymen. You know, he's, he's getting his favorite meal, you know, from his favorite restaurant in France. His family is around and stuff. So he's happy. 
you know, so so this is all a situation that's that's great for him to succeed. So when he comes back to New York, it might it might just be back to the same old thing. So the, the, that's that's the 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 rock and the hard place saying with Frank Nilakina. I hope that he does well in mm-hmm. Europe, but I'm not sold for him to 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 bring that that if he does play well, and, and I'm I'm just not sold on him bringing that play to to the Knicks um next year. I'm not you know to the point where I'm going to give him a lot of bread. You know. It's one fact in that. And I I agree with you. Like, I, I don't disagree with what you said because, you know, as a person who, like, moved for some of these guys to have success, I said the same thing Esam about Frank. Like, yo, I hope you come back next season better. I hope this. I hope that. So exactly what you just said. Like, if Frank even plays well, you know, for FIBA, you're not so really sold on him coming back to the States and then doing the same thing in the Garden. Here's my thing with that. If you if you are gonna bring Frank back to to the Knicks roster, if you just just for me, you're gonna bring him back. Can you please get a guy like Nicholas Batum? Can can you please get a guy who some of these foreign foreign guys relate to? You you get what I'm saying? Like it just for the locker room locker room purposes. Um, him and him and RJ speak French. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I mean, the, the the stage was set for that last year, like like you said, when he, when he locked down Kemba, you know, knocked the USA out out of contention and all that. The stage was set last year for that. Um, when we drafted him, the stage was set for that. We we should have, as soon as we got this kid, we should have brought somebody that speaks French over here to help him out. You know, what I'm saying like it, like it's it's only right. We we, we um I can I don't even want to go through that. You know, bringing back all those old um, players and stuff that we got over here because you know that would start a whole other thing. But I mean, we, we should have at least um got guys here. Or make the effort to trade for guys here to make make his transition a lot better, you know. Because now we're here four years later, and we're still trying trying to say that okay, we should we should assign guys. We, we got to sign guys to help him out, you know. And then the the, the guy the guy that speaks French, the guy that finally that, that he can communicate with, is a rookie, a freaking 18, 19 year old rookie coming into the NBA trying to figure out who he is in the NBA, you know. So that's a fact. That's, yeah. Yo, that, yo, what you just said is so spot on, bro. Like I never understood why they did not do that. It's a waste, man. It was it was a big waste because you know, like we, we like like Frank's main thing is just for him to get comfortable. He's not comfortable. I, I don't know what's going on, on on his head, but we should have did everything that we could to, to um to help him out while he was here, you know, you know, while while he was um young. Because he's not young anymore now. He's a grown grown man now. Yeah, he, he's not yeah, he's not he's not a baby no more. And I already I already said to you, yo, I don't defend play once you're in your fourth year, I don't defend you no more. I start to criticize you and it hurts me to criticize Frank and saying he was trash at time. He played absolutely like doodle. So I can't, I, I can't really sit here and say, Oh, you know, Frank gonna come back next season. He gonna average 15 points and he gonna do this, that. And, no, you just gotta keep it in context. I'm just hoping he could be a, a, a good role player for our team who help us get over the hump. That, that's all I'm hoping for. Yeah, I mean, he, he still has value to this team, you know. Like, it, it, but like, like I said, I, I don't want to spend the money on him. But if we, if we, if we brought him back, I want to be upset because I mean, this is somebody that's been here all this time. Excuse me. Um, he, he um, we're gonna be starving for for veterans to um to 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 be like uh, the rollover from last year because we, mm-hmm. we 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 might not be able to bring back Bullock, um, Rolls, Burke, all these guys. We not uh, um excuse me, known as Noel, all these guys. We're not gonna be able to bring all of them back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if if we make a decision to keep Frank. You know that this it's not a bad idea because we still need some continuity to roll over from the year before and then look and, and damn it man like we we need we need him to do what he does 
to to help us help us succeed. We need what he does. But but if it's all about what's what's in his mind, how, how we can unlock that for himself, you know, that, that's right now it's not our it's not our our job, you know, as a franchise to to unlock him. At this point, he's a grown man. He got to figure it out. He got to do something. Shit, it's crazy, yo. We making up so many excuses for for Frank Nolkina, man. I'm done with Frank, man. You go to the yeah. next team. Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the the next team is um Argentina. We got Argentina. Oh. We got Luca on there. My guy, Luca. Luca Veloso. Yeah. You think he'll make the team? What the uh, the Knicks team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I I think I want to say absolutely, man. Like he does a lot of NBA ready stuff. You know that 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 excites me, man. So. You know, I, I think I think he's gonna be I think he's gonna be really good, but how good is you know I really I really can't say, but I think he's gonna be good enough to make that roster and actually play. I think he's gonna play for us next year. So shout outs to my guy, Sports Vibes TV. Shout outs to you, brother. Um, he put out a, a Luca Vildoza video, video, and he's talking about how the guy could play on ball, the guy could play off ball. Like we just watched Capazzo in the playoffs. Capazzo is shorter. Real scrappy. He's really scrappy, high IQ, moves the ball. The ball doesn't stick. And I, I love what I seen from Campazio. So Campazo, excuse me. I, I'm sorry if I'm butchering his name, but I love what I seen. So shout out to Vildoza. I'm hoping we can see even more. He's younger, um, 25. And uh his birthday is actually. That's funny. His birthday is near my birthday. <laughs> okay. Well, in January. That's crazy. Uh, but I'm looking at this roster. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know a goddamn guy on this roster. <laughs> but hey, yeah, this, if, if they this, get this, bro. Yeah, I don't. I don't know any of these of these guys neither, man. These these are all hardcore uh, Argentina guys, European players and stuff. So I mean, you know, whatever they do is gonna be definitely a surprise for us. Some some of the names I recognize, but I ain't gonna lie and pretend like I know who the hell these people are. Man. You know, I, so Louis Scola, he was very good at NBA Live 2005. If anybody don't know, just go back <laughs> to the yeah. old Houston, the old Houston Rockets team. If you know like how I know, like anybody who's an NBA Live fan, you know Louis Scola. He was really good. Um, Yo, you know That's he's like he's like forty, I think forty one, something like that. That dude is still scoring twenty something points a game in Europe, bro. <laughs> now Lewis was good though. He was he he, he was good in the NBA for like well, three the, years. Yo, that, that's well, he he actually had a long career in the NBA. But the, the here's, here's the thing with him is that when he's around his countrymen, he goes freaking nuts, man. Like put him around a bunch of Spanish motherfuckers, he's gonna drop twenty five a night. You know what I'm saying? That, that's just. It's just about being comfortable. That's what we were talking about, Frank. You got to get guys here that, that's going to keep these guys comfortable. But anyway, for Luis Scola, this is probably going to be like his last professional um, outing for his career. Um, you know, that, that's what they keep saying. Uh, shout out to Mano Ginobili. Mano Ginobili was saying that. Mano Ginobili is actually a guy that I'm going to compare Lu, um, Luca um, Vildoza to uh, because um, Capazzo is a little shorter. He's more of a, of a scrappy kind of guy, um, more, more of a, um, a passer. He's really just known for passing. He can shoot a little bit, and he, but he's short and he's scrappy. That, that's really what he's known for. Luca Vildoza, I think, has a little bit more to his game. He's not he's not a hardcore point guard. He can run the point, but but he's gonna he's gonna be uh, really like um, adding an impact to the game as far as scoring. So I really see a lot of manager nobly in, in his game, and I, I think that that um if he if he does make the roster, it's gonna be in that role that um that we had um 
uh, what, what's his name? Um, Alec Birkin. You know, he's going to be that guy that's going to do a lot of ball handling coming off the bench mm -hmm. and hopefully scoring. Hopefully um, that he can figure it out, uh, you know, figure out the timing in the NBA and, and be able to uh, to get out there and score. Because one, one thing about the NBA, we don't play defense in the NBA the way they play in Europe. It's a whole different ball game. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So so uh, I, I think once, once he gets the hold of the NBA game and realize that you can't test nobody in, there in, in the NBA, I think I think that's going to give him that confidence to give him that that thing. That's that's how I see him. Whew. He could probably play. Uh, see, Burks played well in his role, but the issue with Burks, and you know, a lot of people, I, like I didn't see a lot of this. I'm watching the playoffs, and I'm noticing, you know, not even noticing. I'm seeing a lot of teams get hockey assists. I really seen that from the Knicks that hard. Really, like I really seen Burks get the ball, come around and pick and roll. And pass it to the corner for open three. I've rarely seen that, honestly. And I I I would like for Luca to replicate the role that Burks was in, but just more playmaking. Way yeah. more playmaking. We we don't got guys who, who wants to share the ball. N another example, hey, call me crazy if, if, if this sounds crazy. RJ Barrett struggled in the playoffs, right? You know who excelled in the playoffs? Derrick Rose. R.J. Barrett was terrible in the playoffs, and Julius Randle was terrible in the playoffs. Why was that? Uh, well, it's you. You gotta, you gotta um, add that to um. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to pinpoint it because I can go, I can go around in circles, but I want to say Mitchell Robinson. Mm. Because um, the the reason mm. why we weren't we weren't able to score and get into offense because Mitchell Robinson sets picks and then he's that that option to to throw the lob to. So mm -hmm. he was he was at least giving us that that type of um attention enough you know and size advantage and you know being able to seal out the play to give mm -hmm. um Julius Randle a lane to the basket because we 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 were running a certain play where, where where it was like a pick at the top of the key and then mm -hmm. um RJ would sail in and get a layup you know Julius Randle would sail in and get that left handed layup and that, that was just something that, that we didn't have with with Jonas Noel coming in, in in the game so in the playoffs we we didn't have that play to roll you know to go back to to kind of get the guys loose. In order for them to 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 um, do their thing, you know, simple simple stuff like that, man. You know, it, I think I think that's what messed it up. And then then um, you know, Tom Thibodeau didn't really have a, a lot of um, uh, movement in the offense. It, it, like um, they they were saying that that we we did like like the most um ISOs in the league. One of you know one of the top teams as far as ISO, you know, what I'm saying so you know we we just kind of shot ourselves in the foot at the end there, with with no imagination on on offense. Yeah, because Thibodeau offense is trash, bro. Thibodeau office was so trash. It's, I don't even want to think about it. We're, but you, about to, go ahead. But you, you see the opportunity in it though, because um, Alec Burke he he did have his thirty point games and stuff where he looked he looked crazy. You know, like like you're not a fan of Alec Burke. You you you, you call him what? What do you call him? Ninety nine cent Harden. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you call him. The, that's like the perfect analogy for for Alec Burke. But but in that in that role, you you could see where where someone could have the opportunity to 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 succeed in that in that in that that role. Um, to compare, you know, not to compare Louis Scola to Alec Burke, because Alec Burke is is a um, is a veteran in the NBA, you know, so you got to give him his, his respect. But if if um if Luca Vildoza could get into that uh, role where he got the ball in his hand, he can actually make make uh, make a decision to, to to score. I think that he would he would be more um, it, it would just look more cleaner, you know, because um, with Alec Burke, Alec Burke he shoots off off of both feet and he kind of kicks his foot out and he's never square when he shoots, you know what I'm saying? 
So I think Luca Veldosa, the potential for him to 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 create in that role is there. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. Oh man, I hope he. I hope he's good, man. I hope he's that, good. I, I have. That's all we got is hope. <laughs> at this, at this point, man, you know. And this is why I, yo. Know, sometimes this is why I hate the fourth seed. <laughs> if you want me to be that honest with you, bro, because now everything, hope. I'm hoping RJ Barrett comes back next season becomes an all-star because we made the fourth seed. So I expect for him to be better next season. I'm hoping Julius Randle could come back next season and learn how to play in front of 15,000 fans and not shrink under pressure. I'm hoping Tom Thibodeau can change his ways because you, you can outwork people in the regular season. Everybody, nobody working hard. Yeah. Nobody. But when they get to that playoffs and everybody working hard as you, that's when the talent shows and – Thibodeau coaching talent looked flawed in the playoff. He he looked really bad. <laughs> yeah, he, he puts a lot of a lot of pressure on his own on players to succeed. So that pressure just it just blew the pipe at the end there. You know? So I mean, so you know, we talked about these different guys. So what, what do you what do you want? Um, what do you want to see from RJ Barrett? What do you want what development do you want to see from him? Just mainly the um just coming off the, the Olympic stuff. Mainly his ball handling skills. I'm not worried about the shooting. Because like, like I said before, and I said to people on, uh, on other live streams, RJ Barrett shooting is going to come. Because mentally, that dude, he's a different cat. Like, I, I'm not worried about his shooting. It's just the, the dribbling and the playmaking. That's what I'm really focused on during the Olympics. Everything else, I think it, it will uh, present itself. And I think that the vets that's on his team will teach him certain tricks. And also the rules. Um, since the rules is a little different for FIBA basketball, maybe RJ learns how to position himself on defense in better ways to guard people. Or maybe he learns this little trick that the refs can't see on the sideline that somebody teach him. But there's just mainly playmaking and ball handling skills. What about you? I agree with that. You know, he, he needs some variety in the way that he scores. Because um, if he's going to be a 20-point-a-game scorer in the NBA, he's going to have to figure out the in-between game some kind of way. You know what I'm saying? So that, that, that's going to need ball handling. You're going to be able to – you're going to have to be able to put the ball, stop, seal guys out, make a move, and be able to pull up, you know, somewhere to, to, to get those little points, man. So I, I see that role for RJ Barrett. I see him being being basically like like um, – like like any 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 20-point score in the NBA, they they they're they they could they have to be able to score in the in-between. That that's what gives you the 20 points. You're not gonna be a 20 point of uh, score just um being a three and D guy. That's not gonna happen. You gotta be able to mix it up in the middle. So yeah, definitely ball handling is definitely something that RJ needs to improve on. It's the, the, it's number one, number one from RJ. He gotta get his ball handling skills up. Number yeah. one. Yeah, everything else will take care of itself. So um, what about Frank? Aggressiveness, yo. It just, just aggressiveness. Kobe said, "Yo, I rather." This is why I love Kobe, man. Shout out to Peter Bean. Like, yeah. Kobe said, "Yo, I rather go over thirty than let my team." Man, I rather go over. I rather go out over thirty than just not shoot the ball at all. <laughs> yeah, he, Kobe's not passing it to your bum ass. You ain't working as hard as him. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be 0 for 50, and you, with, with, I'm not gonna give pass the ball to your bum ass. That's straight. That's straight like Kobe right there. So you got to keep that Kobe mentality, man. You know, shout out to to everyone that that's passing that tradition on. That's something you got to teach your kids, man. You you cannot allow another motherfucker to shine if you, if you got it. 
If you got it, I'm not I'm not giving you the rock to shine, fam. You know what I'm saying? I'm taking the shot because you're not working as hard as me. Fuck it. You know, and he, and he was saying that to Shaquille O'Neal. You know what I'm saying? Shaquille O'Neal ain't working as hard as me. I'm not passing him the ball. I'm taking a shot. The shot is mine. That's what you need. But you know, if, if Frank can get a not even a not even a hundred percent, if he could just get like a little 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 droplet of it, you know, then that that would be more than he has now, man. So that's basically it. Like I agree with that. He just got to get aggressive, man. It's now or never for Frank, bro. Bro, yo, God, bro, you, you want to live forever? <laughs> yo, if he don't come, yo, if he come back the next season, he the same dog. Yo, if he come, yo, dog. If he come back next season, he the same. <sighs> he can't walk the streets. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you gotta surround them. So listen, call an Uber. You cannot walk these streets, man. Get 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 yourself an Uber and get the fuck out of here. You know that, that's that's about it. You, you cannot walk around around the streets. You know, still four or five years, still the same dude, man. You gotta you gotta get out of here. Yeah. So, uh, Luca, what do what do you think about Luca? I talked a little bit, a lot about Luca. So what do what do you think about Luca Verdosa? What do what do you want to see out of him? Um, for me, I want to see his defense. I'm gonna go another route. I yeah. want to see his defense. I want to see if he can hold his own against guards. I want to see if he can hold his own on switches. I want to see how scrappy he is. Um, I just want to see that fight. When you, when you, when I look at European players, you know, you know, the stereotype is they they soft and they this that and the third. Go tell one of them Russian motherfuckers they soft. <laughs> you go, t- go tell one of them big dog, one of them Zangief looking type. <laughs> yo, the, the Joker's family, right? His brothers. Yeah, yeah. Yo, his brothers was crazy. I was like, yo, man, somebody getting cold security. His brother, look like where Jokic's from? Slovenia. Uh, one of them motherfuckers over there. You know, shout out, shout out to, shout out to that 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 fan base over there, man. But oh man, yo, his brother look like a mob boss for, from from another from another country. Who kept Jokic out of the streets, bro? I swear to God, his brother—he looked like a straight mob boss. Yeah, man. But yeah, I, I just with Luca, I, I just want to see him. Um, I want to see if he has it. You know, if he has that that twinkle. If he does it, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be so hyped. All I need to see is the twinkle. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't see the twinkle in Frank. You know what I'm saying? RJ has that twinkle. RJ is a gangster. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if I see if I see that twinkle, a gangster. And Luca, I'm a, I'll, I'll be ready. I'm gonna be ready for him. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I'm hoping if Luca, RJ, and Frank show out in the, in the Olympics, and all of them is coming back to our team, guarantee RJ's gonna put up career highs. This is a gap. Charles Barkley, guarantee. I wish I had the button. <laughs> I wish I had the button. But guarantee, RJ's going to put up career highs across the board. RJ's going to, he's going to be an all-star next season. Um, Frank Nilakina, I'm going to give a, a, a hot take. Frank Nilakina, if he, if he helps us win next season, I got him on the all NBA second defensive team. Mark it up. If he plays at least 21 minutes next season, he's gonna he's gonna average nine points per game. He's gonna shoot 47% from the field. 
And he's going to shoot 39% from three. And he's going to shoot 85% from the free throw line. And he's going to average at least two three-point attempts per game. If God he's in the rotation and he's getting God two bless him. minutes per game. God, God bless him. God bless him. The ball's so low that I can't get that down. I mean, I... I already, I, you know, I did a podcast on that. People are going crazy in the comments right now for that video. But, I mean, he played nine minutes last year. And, mm-hmm. you know, for his career, he played 20 minutes a game already. He's already playing 20 minutes a game for his career. You know what I'm saying? For mm-hmm. 20 minutes a game, he's giving you five, you know, uh, three and two in 20 minutes, you know. Uh, he's, ne- he's never shot. He's never shot over, uh, was it, was it, uh, he never shot over 39%. For the field, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. for three for three last year he shot forty seven, but he also played nine minutes a game. You know what I'm saying? So if, if you count the forty seven percent as something that that's that's can't that's, that's what I said in, in the podcast. If you count the forty seven as something that's good, then then you got to look at the other stuff too because he shot nineteen percent from the two point range. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, wishful thinking, man. All, all all those those numbers you put up. If you put that up, then that I would that no one would ever complain. But I mean, that's it's it's gonna take a lot for him just to even put those numbers up, man. That that little project Roach and uh, Alfred Payton is not here anymore. Um, mm-hmm. thank God I don't have to hear about him again. Thank yeah. God I don't have to see him again. Thank God he doesn't have to steal any more Frank minutes. I don't care what nobody says. His minutes was gifted to him from CAA, and it was gifted for him. It, it, it was a gift because they know. You talking about this guy? Put, put him on the screen. The guy who's going to be China's next best point guard. <laughs> hey man, we, we, we can't we can't make fun of the handicap, man. You know, you know this this let's not let's not be be so so bad and start making fun of handicap people, man. It's not really but, cool. But yo, to be honest though, if, if Frank not here next season, like I'm not gonna cry, bro. If he's not yeah. here next season, we he had four years. Understandable. Phil Jackson got fired the next day. I just hope he he gets to uh, progress on his next stop. Right. Um, Hopefully, I ain't asking too much. Um, well, you want to want to get into those trade things? You had you said you had two trade ideas. Yes, and I want to get. I, and I want to say something real quick, bro. Like ever ever since this Damian Lillard topic came up, you know, you know, a lot of people have been feeling real comfortable lately putting my boy RJ Barrett in trades, and I want to be real. I, 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 I like I take that very personal. The reason why I take that very personal is because. I'm 31. I did not get the chance to see uh, uh, Patrick Ewing. No, I didn't get a chance to see the, the great 90s Knicks teams. Well, I, I I have, but you know, I'm old. I'm older now. Not I, I medicate every night when I get off work and I go in my crib. If you understand what I'm saying, so I ain't gonna remember no most of that stuff from the, from the 90s. So to hear people say, "Oh, you know, we could trade RJ for this, that, and the third." But then when you say something about Julius Randle, everybody get their panties in a bunch. I feel disrespected. Like you, 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 you crap on the kid we drafted. And it's like, it's like they wiped out the whole 2019 timeline. Like they don't remember what Randle did last year. They forgot the Tasmanian double gift from last year. They forgot. So when we having conversations about Julius Randle, I want people to understand that it's not hating. It's just putting stuff in perspective. And people need to stop kissing Randall ass. They just really need to stop. 
and no sometimes you got to talk about stuff that you don't want to do sometimes the hardest decisions in life is it, 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 called sacrifice so go ahead <laughs> I, 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 say, I get it i get it man but you know everybody has their pet peeve on this team man. it's rg for some uh, Randall mm -hmm. for some, and then for some, like we just talked about, is Frank Nilakina. You know, Knox, Knox is another one we didn't mention. Knox yet, you know what I'm saying? So everybody has these guys in their pocket, man. They're gonna have whatever they're gonna say about RJ. They're gonna say it about on uh, Julius Randall. They're gonna say it about Knox, and and down the line, man. So you know, one one thing, one thing I always say about all of that is just just keep it, just keep it, um, you know, like like in in the comments, a couple guys they like to they like to, they, they, I've been like a crackhead all week, you know, from from the last two videos. Yo, are you are you smoking crack? Are you smoking dope? So I'm like a dope a dope fiend to some of the, some people that come on. But then but then like I said, a lot of people come in there and say, oh man, this is great, yo. This I think I think that idea is a great idea because everybody has their opinion. Everybody has something that 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 makes um sense for them. You know what I'm saying? So just just um just keep it respectful, man. You know you know what I'm saying because. You know, I you know I can I can respond back slick too. You know, I used I used to be really good at that. But you know, as you as you get older, like you just you realize that that's not worth it. You know mm. what I'm saying? And at the same time too, man. You know, I, you know, just just it just might, keep it like that. Just be respectful. That's all. It might take me two more years to get out of that, dog. I'm replying <laughs> slick to everybody. <laughs> everybody get everybody replied because I I hate it, it's just honestly like. When you have a conversation about Julius Randle with certain people, they can't have a realistic convo about it because all they're going to say to you is, we got the fourth seed, second All-NBA, most improved player, All-Star, we got the coach of the year. None of that matters in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> no, no matter how y'all slice it, cut it, the, the pie, the, none of that matters in the playoffs. God, they had a great season, him and Tibbs. But the playoffs was very disturbing. And let, let's get it right into this trade, right? So I see the Athletic, and we spoke about this team as well. It's with Golden State. And you see the Athletic, they want to put Wiseman in the seventh pick of Facel for a win-now player. Hmm. So I present to you. Evil. So in that trade, it was it was rumored uh, Pascal Siakam. That was the, what the Athletics said. Pascal Siakam for um, Wiseman in the seventh pick. I'm pretty sure it's, it, it's other stuff. So I present this to you. Would you entertain that trade for Julius Randle? Wiseman, the seventh overall pick. And I say... 14 sound unrealistic. Wait, the seventh pick and the 14th pick? Yes. I don't I don't think they would do that. So they would not do that. So just keep let's keep it okay. Let's keep it wise in the seventh pick. Would you for Julius Randle? Yes. Uh see that that's that's the thing. We were talking about timeline. So if we if we was if that was on the table, I absolutely would do it, but then we would have to be on that timeline. You know, say we will have to boogie, start, start, start making that um those branches to to um to make everything right. Because if you if you get that seven pick, oh my god, you here you go, man. <laughs> the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? So um, cause here, here let, let's compare um Siakam to Julius Randle. Right off the bat, Siakam had, just has like a better name recognition, but but Julius Randle surpassed Siakam right at this point. Depending on how you look at it, I, I can I can say that Julius Randle might be a little bit better than Siakam, but they're in the, they're in the same group. You know. 
you know, it depends on who it's you like. Comparable. I, 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 the the one thing I I say for Pascal, and then you, I I know you gonna reply to this. He did show he was a championship number two option, and he does have a ring. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but he he also played with um with Kawhi too. Um, Julius Randle never played with a Kawhi. Right. So, so but anyway, anyway, just just yeah. for the for the for the simple fact with the with the trade, um, I I, to, I totally would do that. You know, you know what I'm saying. But then you have to you have to see who we're gonna pick at the, at the seventh. So um, you know, you, you got Jalen Johnson's there, D- Davian Mitchell, yeah, uh, Scotty Barnes might possibly be be there. So like, here's another thing. So once you get that seventh pick, now you you can you can entice a team to to move up. You know, now now you can take your seventh pick in the 19 to the 21 and say I want to move up to get a little bit higher. You know what I'm saying? That then then you could do that. You know what I'm saying, but you can't do that with just a 19 by itself. So if you make that, no. see, it, it it opens up a whole crazy freaking can of worms. Because if you if you trade Julius Randle for Wiseman, you got your big man. Um, you still got Mitchell Robinson too. You know, you, you now now Mitchell Robinson's on the block. You know what I'm saying? But you know, just to keep it keep it with, with this, that seven pick in the 19th and the 21. Now you could talk about moving up. So it just opened, like I said, it opens up a whole nother can of worms. So I totally would do that. But, so but, to answer um, mm-hmm. real quick, just to answer. Um, Miss Steph, um, she said Pascal Siakam wasn't the number two. He played with Kawhi Lowry. I agree with that, but Pascal was the number two in the sense of Lowry would have the ball, but Pascal would get more shot attempts. I've seen playoff games where those three was together. I remember a playoff game, matter of fact, that Kyle Lowry had zero points against the um, against the 76ers. I do remember that game, and they still won that game. Because Pascal and Kawhi carried them. So in a sense, you're right. But for me, I'm just talking about shot attempts. We all know that Lowry was getting the ball um, way um, before Pascal in those situations. But I believe that Pascal was getting more shot attempts. I will have to fact check myself just to make sure. But I think he was the championship number two option. And he showed it. And he proved it. So... Well, I mean, if, if you have a as a point guard, look look at it from the point guard's perspective. Um, he has two two main guys he could pass to from him, but mm-hmm. you know he, he a lot of times Lowry calls his own number, you know. And then when that ball comes back around, he makes that decision. He's sometimes he's able to score. So uh, having that three headed monster is 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 um, so important in the NBA. You gotta have you gotta have guys to play off of, you know. Say rather than just be options, you know per se. In, in the mm-hmm. scheme of basketball, you are like, like I said, from the point guard perspective, you need to have two guys you, you're passing to. You know what I'm saying? From from Siakma's perspective, he's a post guy, slasher. You got to have somebody to kick it out to. You got to have somebody to make that interior pass to. If you don't have those guys, then it interferes with what you do. Same thing with um with um with the uh, Kawhi. Kawhi got to have that second guy. You know, pick and roll. You know, and all that other stuff. So all that plays into uh, into account too, man. But you know, just just so, the, so, the, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, so, you know, I, I love Kareem Grant. Um, I love what you're saying in the chat, bro. Please, I, I love what you're saying in the chat, bro. Please continue to be objective. Like, I love people when they be objective. So, hey, man, sh- shout out to the chat. A lot of these guys are, are, are um, contributing, but, you know, we're making these points, so I can't mm-hmm. really highlight. But thank you, Kareem, for coming in. You're saying a lot of great stuff, man. I see everything. So, so with that, with that, so let me answer you, Kareem, right? So, the trade package is centered around Randall and the Warriors is going to get Wiseman in the seventh pick. So I would entertain, and this is just me, because you, you got to, realistically, you got to replace those 24 points. 
you gotta replace those 24 points. Like you like just giving me Wiseman and the seventh pick for Randall is stupid. That's just my in my opinion. I didn't say the whole trade, so I I, I know people are like yo, I, they going crazy. You can't just do that. So I would entertain Andrew Wiggins in that deal as well. And I would I would love the, the trade package to be Wiggins, Wiseman, and the seventh pick. I would give Golden State Mitch, Randall, Knox. I would give him the I would give him the 19th pick and the 32nd pick. And I and I and I would see if they would want that. But the only way Golden State would do that, right? Is it a, a lot of dominoes will have to will have to fall in place. Draymond Green would have to be out of out of like he would have to be one foot in the door and one foot out of the door. Or management would have to punt on Draymond Green. Like and if the athletic put that article out and they know that pascal is a four that smells to me that they might be punting on Jer- draymond green how, how, how do you feel about that well draymond draymond green's mouth is getting stronger and his game is getting weaker that's the thing with draymond green right there you know what i'm saying but you know the, the, to go back to the trade that you were saying like okay if you add uh wiggins to that deal with wiseman in the number seven and now you got julius randall mitch knox 19 and 32 i think that's an even trade I think that's an even trade because um you know they're, they're gonna need a center back to get their defensive center back in there to um to get in the, in the mix with them they got julius randall that's gonna come in there to be basically draymond green basically a young draymond draymond green without losing draymond green um kevin knox will be the extra shooter that they can use and then these draft picks are more than likely guys that that are probably going to be sitting in the g league probably they're not they're not even going to worry about them because because of you know cap problems and things of that nature so i think i think that will work i think that works I would do that. I totally would do that with, with, with the way you added Wiseman. I would have did it. I would have did it already with just with Wiseman and the number seven for um for Randall. I would I would have did that already. But adding with on um, Wiggins um to the mix with the the um the the trade you came up with, I think that's that's an even trade. And you know, Kareem, you know what else is killing me about your comment is um Tim's wouldn't want more rookies, right? So. Quickly and Obi won't be rookies next season. And I'm fully expecting, and this is, I'm fully expecting Obi Toppin to be a part of the offense for next season. No way, no how that man can't be a part of the offense next season. And also, Emmanuel Quickly. So if we could transfer the power of the locker room to the younger guys, you know, and empower them, you wouldn't have to worry about stuff like that. And then on top of the fact, Wiggins already played under um, Tom Thibodeau, right? So they got a rapport. You, could, you Regardless of how people want to say it, I know his contract stinks, bro. We both know this. But the one question I always ask you, dog, and I always ask everybody else, who are we saving the cap space for? I, I, I need to know. But, but Brother Kareem, I need to know. Who are we saving cap space for because I'm, I'm i'm looking at free agency and andrew wiggins contract is up at the end of 2023 so i just want to know who are we saving cap space for this is the season where you build on the fourth seed you build on the fourth seed by making moves we gotta make moves and if 
if certain players got to be sacrificed, then so be it. I'm on the and another and the last thing too, right? I gotta ask you this question before before we get out of here. And, but um, your final thoughts on 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 that uh, whole Golden State trade and, and the the whole Tibbs and rookies thing and, and replace uh Mitch with Wiseman. Well, the, the thing with Tibbs, Tibbs is gonna play good players. You know, so it's not about young guys. Because look at quickly, quickly um, beat out um, veterans. He beat, he beat out. It was Dennis Smith's job. It was Dennis Smith's job, and we traded him. You know, what I'm saying um, Derrick Rose did come in here. He eventually got the starting um, spot in the playoffs. But throughout the whole year, Derrick Rose still stayed in, in that spot. And um, they kept, you know, he whatever. He, he's gonna he's gonna um, he's gonna play the guys that 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 are, are that, that should be playing. He's not gonna just bench a guy just because he's he's um just because he's benching him. So anyway, the, um, the, like I said, the trade, the trade, I would do it, man. Because um, no, no matter what you do, we, we can go a different route. But if you go this route, um, you're, you're bringing me um, Wiseman, who, who if you if you give him the ball, he's gonna score. I think I think that that kid might actually be close to a twenty point a game score at, at some point in his career. That's that's how good I think Wiseman's gonna be. Then Wiggins is already there, you know what I'm saying? So then you add, you still got RJ. So RJ is definitely gonna get better. So now you got three guys that they can possibly score. And then you still got quickly on the on the roster. Uh, you got the number seventh pick. Holy shit! You got the seventh um, pick. You could possibly get a starting point guard um, for the for the future because um the top guys when you want to say K Cunningham and Suggs, um those are those are your best point guards. But then the next um tier, uh, like I said, Davion Mitchell is there. Uh, you know Davion Mitchell, I guess will probably be our, our um our pick at that point. You know to to be our, our point guard or wh- whatever you want to do. There's, there's so many different options. At, the, at that point and and then you're still on the path to win so i'm with it i'm, I'm with it you know i'm with it i'm with whatever you know just to just to, just as long as we are, we're we're proceeding to try to win but you know just to add to it that you, you were talking about the the spending money uh everybody keeps talking about 2023 as being the greatest off season you know with all the free agents and stuff like that but you know in the meantime we can't be sitting here with our fingers stuck up our ass, you know, waiting for something to happen. And then now we got the money. Oh, listen, we now, now instead of sixty million dollars of cash, we got seventy-five million dollars of cash space. Oh my God, we can sign three, three max players. You know what I'm saying? And then the time comes and nobody comes here because we've been sitting on our on our fingers, you know, smelling our fingers like this, you know, for for the last two years. You know what I'm saying? So eventually we got to do something. We have, like right now we have to make a stand. Whether whether or not we build around Randall. Or if we trade him to try to, to, to go that route, we got to do something. Either one, either one, either one. I think it's going to take us to the same spot. In the event that we was to do a trade like that, now this is now this is what I mean by timeline, right? In the event that we was to do something like that, and um, I would definitely give Chris Paul, uh, I will offer him as much as he wants. <laughs> and I know that's that's crazy. Like, oh God, that like, state talking about going to get one of these vets. But in a situation like that, right? I would want a guy like Chris Paul or even Kyle Lowry. I take one or two, or or even Mike Conley, but mainly Chris Paul. <gasps> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know. My trust, bad, my trust bad. me. Trust me, Dow. I don't I don't want Mike Conley. Um I, I'm good on Mike Conley, but even with one of those guys. You get Chris Paul in here with, with Wiggins, Wiseman, RJ. You know, you probably bring in another you, you, you probably bring in another vet. You, you might resign a Reggie Bullock, because Reggie Bullock is Chris Paul man's. Um 
I'm 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 with that. I'm with that. I would I would like to see that. I would love to see that. And then in that situation, dar, I wouldn't even care if Scotty Barnes was situational. I wouldn't care. I, I wouldn't care. <laughs> I, I wouldn't care. You you a crazy brother, man. You a crazy as hell. That's that's why you're here with me, man. You just a crazy dude. The, the politics, the politics though, behind all of that stuff. I just I you know we already did the politics thing, man. I, I don't want to have to deal with that again. That's true, but then now the politics work in our favors because now the politics is with guys that can actually play. <laughs> so it's not, so <laughs> for example, Colin Sexton is CAA. He can play. Right. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? A lot of those guys who's on the market, if you're CAA or clutch sports, you're some way connected to the Knicks. And then we got World Wide West. So I'm hoping World Wide West could come through for us at some point. But listen, man, I, that trade or, or a trade like that, or if Orlando was 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 entertaining, no, I don't want the eighth pick. I don't want another eighth pick. If they wanted the fifth pick, if they was giving up the fifth pick, I would understand, and I would try to get that fifth pick with the best of my ability. But that eighth pick is a no-no, and I thought about that. I was going to throw a trade to you, but I thought about the eighth pick, Frederick Weiss. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done Yo, the, this draft is very, very heavy up top, man. So that those those five those first five picks. I think it's very hard for for any team to trade those picks, man. Because I think I think those guys are gonna are gonna be like like short you know short talents, man. You're talking about Cade, you're talking about Evan Mobley, Jalen Green, Suggs, and Kaminga, and and add Scotty Barnes to that mix too. Those are all can't miss products, man. So I can't see any team trading them, trading those picks. So, Kareem, I, I like what you just said. Uh, the Knicks should trade with the Spurs. I definitely wouldn't mind trading with the Spurs. I think the Spurs, the Spurs is another team like they're stuck in no man's land. They need to just tear the whole roster down and start over. So I definitely would. I I, I don't know. Give give the Spurs some prospects for the twelfth pick. It depends, but I, for me, I'm looking at that ninth pick. I'm looking at that seventh pick, and we already discussed about the Cleveland Cavaliers third pick. So I'm and I'm probably and I'm looking at that Orlando Magic pick. The fifth one though, well, them number eight. You look, you're looking at number eight, I guess. Oh, I ain't looking at, I ain't looking at number eight, bro. I'm looking at that fifth pick. I, I, I don't Yo, have I, nothing but, to do with eight. But why, why would they? If you have the opportunity to, to get Kaminga, let's say, let's say if the if the draft went this way, um, uh -huh. if you had the opportunity to get Kaminga, why would you trade that away? So they got uh. I forgot the guy's name, bro. Exactly. Oh <laughs> exactly. No, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> That's mad funny. He said exactly. Yeah. But they have Jonathan Isaac. They drafted a small forward last season. I don't. It's crazy because his name can't it can't come to my mind right now. But they they have a log jam at the small forward spot. They still got Terrence Ross over there. Uh, they traded Evan Fournier, but remember they traded for R.J. Hampton. They drafted Cole Anthony last season. You you just re-signed Markel Fultz. So it's log jams. Every, and then you traded for Wendell Carter Jr. So it's log jams everywhere. So you got to really think, like, is the Orlando Magic really going to draft Jonathan Kaminga? Yes. Are they? 
They, I don't think so. I don't you think get, it's set in stone. You get rid of the rest of the guys. You don't you don't um pass up on Kaminga. I think Kaminga, yo, Kaminga, he looks bigger than than what I saw before, man. He looks he looks he looks like he's gonna be ready to score immediately in the NBA when he gets here. And he might be able to, to defend. Yeah, yeah. Because well, I mean Kaminga, I think it's Ghanaian, so I, I think he'll be I. Right. You know, he's yeah. pure black African. So I, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I think it'll be good. Well, man. you're talking about Okike, Achuma, whatever his name is. Yes, yes, Akuma, Achuma. That's yeah, Achuma. Yeah, he's um, he, he's gonna be a, a power four probably for them. I think he's he's good. He's good though, you know. But I think I think him and Kaminga will be great together, you know. Where that leave out now? Where's Jonathan Isaac gonna go? <laughs> uh, but maybe he can come to the Knicks. Maybe that's the guy you're gonna get. I'm good on him. His his political views I don't agree with. Let, let, let's just leave it at that. But there you go. So so if his political views is messed up, why would Orlando pass up Kaminga to keep on Jonathan Isaacs? <sighs> <laughs> yeah, man. You got to look for both sides, man. And you know, um, uh, my man Julian just just put it out there. He, you know, he's coming off a of, um, ACL surgery too. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm not the Orlando Magic can't trade. They can't they, they can't do it. State they can't do it, man. But it's it's tough. But then you cause a log. Now you causing a log jam. You're yeah. literally causing yourself. I, yo, I forgot they had Gary Harris, bro. So you mean to tell me, Dahard, they got yeah. Alpha Rika Aminu, right? You got you got Wendell Carter Jr., you got Morris Wagner, RJ Hampton. They got Otto Porter Jr. Their roster is but but the, none of those players are as good as as um Kaminga is gonna be. <sighs> Do management feel that way? That's the thing. Cause you got Cole Anthony. I, I'm I'm gonna say this loud and clear. I really think Cole Anthony. I I really like his ceiling, y'all. I like his yeah. ceiling. I like his confidence, y'all. He's you know, yeah, a lot of people slept on that on that that the aspect. He actually played really good. If he didn't get hurt, you know, we, we probably would be really talking about him a lot more. But he still got mm-hmm. Marco folks, you know what I'm saying? For a young team, it's good to have both of them there. Um Wendell yep. Carter and then you know uh what's that? Yeah, yeah, your boy Mo Bamba too. They got all these different guys. Is Mo, yep. Mo Bamba still there, right? Yep. Yeah, I don't I don't see his name here. That's but another log jam with Mo yeah. Bamba because you got Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter Jr. So that you got Wendell Carter Jr., Mo Bamba, Jonathan Isaac, um, um, Otto Porter Jr., Chuma Okiki. How is all of these men playing, bro? And, well, and, and you none of those guys are playing Kaminga? over. None of those guys are playing over Kaminga. <sighs> Some of those guys are gonna be are gonna be sitting next to Frank Nilakino on the plane to France, man. Probably. <laughs> yo, that's tough. That, it, it, yo, it's. <laughs> Yo, that's tough because the pod that we did before the draft lottery, <laughs> I said this to you. I said, yo, I hope the Chicago Bulls pick full <laughs> and conveys to the Magic. That's what happened. I said, I hope Cleveland move up in the draft. That's exactly what happened. So, so the, the, And I said, OKC is going to move back in the draft. That's what happened. So, it, so it's locked up for us. It's, it's locked up. Yeah, 
I, I want to give a shout out to, to Evergreen. We we about to we about to wrap it up, man. But yo, Evergreen, yeah, yeah. I, I can I can feel Evergreen's energy right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can feel the energy from the heavens shooting down on the on this podcast, man. So yeah, if, if you're free, I'll, I'll I'll hit you up, man, and maybe you can get on the next one. But but we definitely probably gonna gonna wrap it up after this here. But you know, yeah, I, I can feel sure. your energy definitely, Evergreen, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think the I think the Orlando Magic take and the, and the uh, Warriors take probably sent them all. Man. Yeah, the freaking thund- <laughs> the Thundercats signal came up. Like, oh, just, everybody was like, "What the fuck?" You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but yo, I mean, see, even on, on even on other pods we did, bro. I said the Orlando Magic is the perfect trade partner for the Knicks. Perfect yeah. trade. Um, I agree, but not for Kaminga though. No, no, nah, not for Kaminga. Nah, they not for the pick. I damn sure don't want to even talk about that eight pick. So we just gonna keep it Kaminga or Fault or Isaac. But <laughs> well, um, not for nothing. I think we could get that eighth pick though. I think we could if, if we're willing to make a same similar trade that that, that you said for Golden State. I think we could get that. Because Golden State will we'll be getting the seventh pick. So what's the difference between the seventh and the eighth? Colin Sexton and Kevin and, and Kevin Knox. That that's the difference. <laughs> Eru, don't make me. Come on, man. Put the put the player after. Yo, these podcasts are funny, man, because we talk about everything. It's crazy. We talk about everything in like all kind of ways, inside out. It's crazy, man. Oh, what's the difference between the seventh and eighth pick? Kyler Sexton and Kevin Knox. God damn it, that's the difference between the seventh and eighth pick. Jordan. George Hill, what's his name? Jordan Hill, or oh, or Steph Curry. That's the difference between one goddamn draft pick. That's the yeah, difference. Absolutely. <laughs> but anyway, man, <laughs> you said put the thing up. Here goes the um the links for all the audio podcasts that you can hear. You can actually hear both of us on the audio. But um, but shout out to State stated on um, the New York Knicks podcast. You can check his podcast out here. He interviews everybody. You know what I'm saying? So he's connect well connected with a whole bunch of different people. If you want to hear him talk to somebody besides me, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, check him out on, on, on any of these plot on um, these platforms, man. Yes, sir. Apple Pod, uh, uh, Stitcher, your uh, uh, Spotify, Google Podcast. I'm everywhere. I mean, I, I always got um, people coming on the pod. Um, the last person I had was uh, uh, Miss Stephanie. I call her Miss Stephanie, but. No, Absolutely, you gotta call her Miss Stephanie, man. <laughs> Out of respect, though, she's like, "Yo, gotta call her Miss Stephanie." I was like, "Wait, wait, look, man. that's just a habit. That's just me, guys." Yeah, that's happening all, all day, Miss Miss Queen or whatever you want to say. <laughs> but um, yeah, that definitely uh, you try to bring up good takes, man. Shout out to Stephanie; she was the last person on my pod, man. Uh, I got my guy Sports Sports Live TV. He coming. He, he's coming on the pod again soon. And my guy Danny B. I know everybody watch Danny B. Morning Drive. He's coming on the pod again soon. So hopefully some more narratives come out and we we get to talk some more. But I I, I guess we um we're done. I'm at work. I don't want them to call me crazy. I think this is episode nine of a Die Hard State of Mind. Yep. Uh, so salute to everybody, man. Yo, um, people like and subscribe. I love the the. The comments in the chat, man. Y'all help us uh, continue these convos, man. I'm reading the the comments, man. It's beautiful. Y'all keep doing that, man. And yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. Hit the hit the thumbs up before you leave, man. You know that that's like, it's almost like putting a uh, uh, you know a dollar in the tip cup, man. You know what I'm saying? Drop the drop the thumbs up. 
because it helps the logarithms, man. It gets people uh -huh. to, to more people to come in. And like yes, like you guys are here at the ground floor, man. So you know, guys like Kareem Grant and uh some of the other guys too that were that were in here. You guys are gonna all be a part of this something as it grows. So you know, thanks for thanks for helping out here. Yes, sir. Um dog, I'm out of here, man. Let me go. Um make wash your hands, bro. <laughs> oh Whoop. Well, I mean, we, uh, we, we always talking about the hand sanitizer, but I know they got to be a sink somewhere, man. Nah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah put some soap but, on that joint. Bye. Yo, salute to you, man. Salute to the chat, man. Salute to Nick Nation, man. I really appreciate y'all, man. All right, no doubt, man. Episode 9, Die Hard State of Mind. Yep. Peace. Yeah. All right, man. Peace, guys. Man, that's like shocking when my head comes up there like that. Anyway, guys, I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.